0: The four teams that were left in the Stanley Cup playoffs were the Tampa Bay Lightning, the New York Rangers, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Edmonton Orders. And of course, we now know that it's Tampa Bay and Colorado in the Stanley Cup final. But can the Montreal Canadiens learn something from the four teams that made it to the semis? One man thinks they can. What is it they can learn? We'll have that discussion. I'm Marinaro. It's the sick podcast. And I'm going to bring in Ryan Sporer from the hockey writers. He's coming up right here on the sick podcast.
1: Turn Turn up your volume. volume. Because you're about to listen to The the sick podcast with Tony Maradero. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang. From the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal, the Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer, intense by nature, and Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will
0: surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast brought to you by 8.6 beer. Take a look at this beauty, huh? Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at that. Huh? This one here is a strong beer. 7.9% alcohol. We got it in there. Uh, isn't it a beauty, huh? Intense by nature. The beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you get back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you. Oh, man. I could just taste their chicken wings and they're all for one entree starter it's absolutely fantastic i had the poutine last week and some select locations by the way also have pizza you have to try it the one with the bacon sausage and onions is just cooked just right i absolutely love it all right okay uh an article that caught my attention in the hockey writers by Ryan Sporer who has been on the podcast before was if the Montreal Canadiens could learn something from the four teams that had made it to the semis, and of course now we know there are two who have made it to the final, and that is Tampa Bay and Colorado. Ryan joins me now. Ryan, how are you doing, bud? Good, how are you? Very, very good. Thanks for doing this, man. There you have it. His Twitter handle is up if you're watching us. And you can watch us on uh, YouTube and on Facebook, of course, and on Twitter when we go live. And also on Instagram, follow us at The Sick Podcast. And by the way, speaking of LaCache before, I want to let you know that the sickest draft party to ever come to Montreal on Thursday, July 7th, I'm going to be there. And uh, Lacash is going to be a pretty big part of it, of course, because the Montreal Canadiens have the first pick overall in the draft. All right, okay. Ryan, you wrote a piece on what the Canadians could learn from the four teams that made it to the semis. Let's dive right into it, if we can, and you brought up the name of probably the best player in the National Hockey League, Connor McDavid. Let's bring him up. There you go. The Edmonton Oilers drafted him a number one overall. They had the number one pick overall for several seasons. He's obviously the best of the bunch. What could they learn from Edmonton and the drafting of Connor McDavid?
2: I think they can learn simply that, you know, tanking, well, I wouldn't say the Oilers tank. I think they were just kind of, you know, bottom dwellers for a long time. And, uh, you know, it remains to be seen what happens next season, but uh, especially with their goaltending, but tanking has proven to work. Maybe not all the time, but it, it works. Uh, you need those high draft picks to be able to compete uh, consistently. And the Oilers are kind of the exception to the rule in that they, you know, they haven't made the playoffs consistently. But if you look at the, you know, Stanley Cup winners from last, you know, pretty much the entire cap ever, cap era, there, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they have the Stamkos, the the Headmans, the uh, you, you look at the Chicago Blackhawks, Canes, Taves, um, Pittsburgh Penguins, Crosby, Malkin, you know, all these are, you know, Mark Andre Rock- Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury from the stack 2003 draft class, yes.
0: Yeah, the uh, Washington Capitals with Ovechkin at one in Backstrom and Backstrom at four.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, these are all teams that, you know, with perhaps, um, you know, the Washington, yes, Washington Capitals won one, Boston Bruins won one. Boston Bruins might be, you know, an exception, but for, for all intents and purposes, you know, every single team that, that won the cup over the last decade, decade and a half, they, they spent several seasons at the bottom of the standings. And yeah. uh, it's just kind of, it's not necessarily something the Canadians can learn specifically from the Oilers. It's just, you know, kind of uh, a lesson to be learned in general that, you know, this is part of the natural order of things. It's, it's part of the process.
0: Yeah, and the Oilers drafted McDavid at one and Dreisaitl at three. And the Colorado Avalanche, who in the Stanley Cup final, drafted McKinnon at one and Kale McCarr at four. Let's bring up that picture, actually, of McKinnon and Kale McCarr. There you have it. One was drafted at one, the other one at four. Man, the one who was drafted at four was probably the best player in his draft year. A lot of people are saying, and my buddy Maxim Lapierre from La Poche Bleu is actually saying that he believes that Kael McCarr is the best player in the National Hockey League.
2: You know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, there's that always going to be that Bobby Orr, Wayne gretzky debate, right? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I personally think it's Gretzky and, and, you know, McDavid in this case, but you
0: know, it's not a bad choice to go with the car. I mean No, and it's not a, a bad choice to go with our sick merchandise that you can buy at sportbuffshop.com. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all other items and shop all of your sports and uh, licensed apparel, including hoodies, caps, T-shirts of your favorite teams, all major leagues as well. All right, okay. So now, uh, so we we could learn something from the orders drafting McDavid and having the number one pick. For several seasons. We can learn something from the Colorado Avalanche drafting Nathan McKinnon at one and Kale McCarr at four. We can actually also learn something from the general manager of the defending Stanley Cup champions who have won it two years in a row, who are back in the final, Julien Brisebois and his work with the CBA.
2: Yeah, for example, well, I mean, it's more so just him having been able to take advantage of, you know, Nikita Kucherov's injury. Uh, whether you believe in it as a conspiracy theory or not, uh, I, I don't. I think it was legitimate. But, yeah, the fact that, you know, I think the Kucherov himself wore a shirt mocking the situation, like $18 million over the cap after they won, won the cup last season. Um, but, yeah, I mean... What, what's wrong with working the CBA to your advantage? I don't, I don't think any team is going to turn down the opportunity to get a Kucherov back for the playoffs and you know half fans might lament the situation and and you know understandably so considering Kucherov is a beast and an MVP caliber player but uh, by the same token, at the start of this season, when reports of you know seriousness of Shea Weber's injury came to light, you know last summer even, yeah, everyone was a lot of people anyway were thinking that oh this is just Kucherov all over again and the Canadians are going to be able to reap the rewards come the playoffs. So there, there's an element of a bit of a hypocrisy there, I think. Um, and then you have the whole. Um, acquisition of Brent Seabrook's contract from the the Chicago Blackhawks in order to kind of get more cap relief with uh, Tyler Johnson going the other way. I mean, these, these are all things that any team would be wise to take advantage of. It's in the CBA.
0: Why not? And the team that made it to the semis in the Eastern Conference that went up against the Tampa Bay Lightning and eventually lost after taking uh, what you thought would have been a commanding 2-0 series lead and then lost the next four to Tampa Bay, are the New York Rangers. And that is a team that was built by Jeff Gordon, who had done some real good work there. They had gone on a rebuild. Um, You know, the signing of Panarin and the acquisition of Adam Fox and just so many things fell into place for the Rangers. So you brought up Jeff Gordon's name. Talk to me about him and what the Canadians may have learned throughout all of this when it comes to the Rangers and Jeff Gordon.
2: I mean, let, let's call a spade a spade here in that New York is a great destination for for free agents. Um, Montreal, maybe not so much, unfortunately. Um, so the, the Rangers were able to attract the likes of Fox. Um, well, via trade, but, you know, he made it pretty clear that's where he wanted to play, and Panarin. But w- w- what the Canadians can learn is that they've got the Rangers have got uh, Igor Shosturkin Igor in net for a very yeah cap friendly deal. I'll say. I mean, yeah. true. He, he it was a small sample size, a few a few seasons in the NHL after which he signed his current deal, but he's clearly an all-world goalie and there was a l- luck involved. But sure, I think it, it goes to prove that you can't afford to pay a goalie, you know, the $10.5 million per each season that the Canadians are paying carry price. And, you know, whether it's a good thing or not, you know, retirement potentially looming in prices uh, case. I think the Canadians are you know, going to be in a position sooner or later where, you know, they'll, you know, they'll press the reset button there and have learned uh, a huge lesson there.
0: So let's figure it out. Why do players choose New York uh, as a free agent? Why would it? Why would they prefer it so much more over Montreal? Our bagels are better. Okay. All right. Our bagels are better, right? Right? Our bagels are better. Poutine. Actually, our traffic, as bad as it is, is better. And so the only thing it leads me to believe is that Montreal doesn't have a Canal Street where you can buy imitation stuff, which, by the way, it's crappy stuff anyway, man. It sucks. It won't work for more than a week. And you can tell that it's fake, so forget about that. The only thing is uh, bringing Broadway shows to Montreal, I guess. Well,
2: I mean, we, we do get musicals. But, you know, pluses are, right? Yes, uh, but uh, they're, they're not quite. I just, you know, I guess they're not the real McCoy. Clearly, clearly the tax situation is, works uh, against the Canadians, I'm sure. Okay. The language situation,
0: maybe um, tax is pretty high in New York, too.
2: Um, I don't think they're as high as here.
0: Uh, okay, I wouldn't know. Anyway, doesn't matter to me. You got to be making a lot of money to worry about taxes. When you don't make a lot of money, it doesn't really make a difference. All right, okay. So if the Canadians could learn one thing, it's Jeff Gordon and the rebuild, it's the yep. orders drafting Connor McDavid, it's the Colorado Avalanche being able to draft McKinnon and Kale McCarr and it's the work of Julian Brisebois. So, with that said, do the Canadians have certain pieces to the puzzle? Do you think they'll be able to take this information and use it to their advantage? Do you think the future is bright for the Montreal Canadiens, knowing all of this, yes or no, and why?
2: Well, you know, they do have the first overall draft pick, and anytime you have that uh, in your... uh let's say your your chip stack I think you know things are looking up for sure uh, well, I I mean, have, I mean,
0: pardon me he doesn't have Connor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon potential very unfortunate. I wish he did, but according to those in the know, Shane Wright did not have that potential.
2: that's true but I mean that kind of plays into this you know my whole argument that and we've talked about this the, this before you brought it up before you know yes Connor Bedard, uh, Mattday Mioff. Adam Fantilli. these are all players who are going to be available at the top of the draft next season. And, you know, an argument why I don't think the Canadians can afford to make a go of it next season. I think it's the smart play to kind of, you know, let the chips fall where they will and, you know, don't try and hit a home run via free agency. Just kind of, yeah, I, I personally would outright tank and, you know, trade-off assets i've written about that before you know and uh many fans are against the idea that's fine yeah, uh,
0: they you know, want to be competitive right away but they don't see the big picture which is that if you have one more bad season you might end up having seven eight nine great seasons i think based on the comments
2: i've gotten i've gotten quite a few hate comments in, in my day i'm ashamed to say welcome um, to my world thanks i appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> um I think it's more so just the fact that, you know, tanking would kind of taint the shine on, you know, such a gloried storied franchise such as the Canadians. And, you know, you know, the the Maple Leafs did it. And I don't think Canadians fans want to kind of, many Canadians fans will want to stoop to that level. Um,
0: They did it for several years, right? Where they got, uh, hold on a second. Well, they got... Uh, Nylander with a top 10 pick. They got Morgan Riley at five. They got Mitch Marner at four and they got Austin Matthews at one. But the year that Austin Matthews was the projected number one pick, that's the time I think where they had just got rid of Dion Phaneuf and Phil Kessel and they were really trying to get rid of their assets like you just talked about so they can ice the worst possible team finish at the bottom or get that number one pick to be able to draft Matthews in their case. It worked out. It hasn't led to a win yet in the playoffs. But based on the way they played this year versus Tampa, you, you get the feeling that there's some Not good days ahead for the Toronto Maple Leafs.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't think there's any, you know, Canadians fan out there who wouldn't take Austin Matthews in the heartbeat. Um, he's a legitimate number one center. He's a legitimate elite player. He's a top five player in the league. Some may yeah. say the, you know, top player in the league, but those are all Maple Leafs fans. Um, I... Think that the Canadians can stand to, you know, pardon my French, suck for for another season, and yeah, it's going to be painful, and you know, they're going to be growing pains. But I think it's big picture for the, it would be for the best.
0: You can follow the Sick Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Sick Podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free, and it's worth it. Tell your friends about it because this podcast, like me is really sick. All right. So if you were a betting man, Ryan Spore, for the love of the game, you sign up and deposit on Betway for a 100% deposit bonus. The easiest sports book for Canadians, because e-transfers are accepted like just almost immediately. If you were a betting man, would you put a dollar or two that the Montreal Canadians are going to try and turn this around to be a very competitive team next year, or that they're going to get rid of some assets like you talked about, and they'll find themselves in the bottom four or five teams in the National Hockey League. What would you bet on?
2: I honestly wouldn't bet on either scenario. Uh, I'd bet on them kind of just staying the course, not making the play via free agency, and not uh, on, uh, offloading assets to you know be any worse than you know they would be otherwise. I think they're just gonna play it out and see where the, where things go. I think that they're if they do it that way, they're gonna be a bottom ten team, and they're gonna you know theoretically have a chance at that. you know top three pick anyway, uh, not as high as if they were to unload assets, but you know, I think that's what's happening. And that's contrary to reports that they're going to be aggressive be in, during the free, free agency period, but yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I don't see it happening personally.
0: He writes on the Montreal Canadiens, and you can check him out at the Hockey Writers. Ryan, have a good night.
2: You too, thank you.
0: You're very welcome, and thanks for joining me on the sick podcast. I'm Marinaro.
1: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakash. If the last time you went to Lakash was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakash. The menu will surprise you.